Never had it so good. 101.1 radio, the best R&B and hip hop music. The Quiet Storm every Friday and Saturday. 
Talk Radio with the best host in the business. Sports Talk Radio, every weekend night with Princess Cooper. Never had it so good radio now on 101.1. And it's 24-7, the world's best radio station. In this day and time, stereotypes are the false descriptions for all of humanity. James T. Deshaies is the author of two great poetry books that attempt to describe life from a male perspective. It has been a common belief that men are unable to put into words their deepest feelings and spend most of their time focused on the surface of what life means. Thoughts, love, and reflections, and passion, desire, and contemplation take you on a journey that has very few travelers. Mr. Deshaies has opened his heart and spirit up in ways that few have ever experienced. The depth of his poetry will have you reading his books and poems over and over again. You will find yourself using his passages to describe your own feelings to your family and friends. It is now time to put aside your thoughts and feelings related to the depth of men's thoughts and delve deeply into the words of James T. Deshaies. Once again, he will put an end to your thoughts that men can't translate their heartfelt spirit into words. Both of these books will allow you to find comfort in the reality of the heart of men. You will spend hours trying to embrace the way men want to love and display their passion to the women they love. Don't be fooled by those books that create love through words of lust, vulgarity, and unhealthy displays of sexual activities. You will discover the types of words that will allow you to rejoice in the future of what love truly means to men. Your book clubs and families will be able to discuss these words without fear. No one will have to leave the room. Both of these books can be purchased at jamestdeshay2.com and lulu.com. Feel free to reach out to the author at tlreflectionsjtd at gmail.com. This is James T. Deshaies, the host of Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, brought to you by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. And as always, I am glad to be here and be given the opportunity to talk about the things that are impacting our world now and in the future. It is important that we stay on the field when it comes to issues and the things that impact our lives on a daily basis. We cannot allow people to make decisions for us. We have to be in the midst, giving people our ideas and the opportunity to take part in the decision-making. And this is truly what we need to do in this day and time. We find ourselves working with a president who is only making decisions based on the direction the wind blows in order to keep his power and his administration working properly at this time. We have to make sure, though, that he knows there's a price to be paid for trying to implement rules of the past. We will not allow him to show us dominating ways as though he is the only one that has the right to make decisions. We're going to take a break right now as we wait for people to call in. 
but we want to talk about today's event where he signed um, a document to rid him, rid the country of families being split. We'll come right back. We got it together, didn't we? We've definitely got our thing together, don't we? Isn't that nice? I mean, really, when you really sit and think about it, isn't it really, really nice? I can easily feel myself slipping more and more away That super world of my own. Nobody but you and me. We've got it together, baby.
Well, you know, it is important that we look and not be fooled by what is being uh, the role that President Trump is playing. He found himself outnumbered and outgunned, and now he's trying to do the right thing in order to uh, win back some praise. But there's no praise that you should win back based on doing the right thing. No administration uh, should be allowed to separate children from their families as a policy to encourage people to make laws building a wall that is not needed. I just can't begin to understand why anybody would want to commit 25 to $30 billion to a wall that will serve no other purpose than to keep people out. We have so many things that could be, that kind of money could be spent on that would give legitimate results uh, to uh, the lives of Americans. And so I just don't see any way that our Congress should be involved in spending $25 billion on a wall as though we are going to get some valuable use out of it. Uh, Dee, what what are your thoughts in terms of how many things that are available to us that could be spent, $25 billion could be spent on so that our country was put in a much better position? Yeah, good evening, James. And I, you know, I think um, I think his face should hold him accountable for the promises that he made. Um, you know, for for them to go along with the fact that Congress and the American people are going to have to end up uh, paying for the wall just to uphold his promise to the voters. Um, I think this is just an outright lie that we are having to be a part of. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that amount of money um, could be used for numerous things to better our country. Yes, it could. Um, you know, them being the Republican Party don't have uh, much interest in uh, utilizing such money for the betterment of the urban communities, uh, surely uh, there are some programs that could be re-implemented that could be a great help to uh, to us all, but they have no interest in doing that. Uh, that's why they stonewalling in the first place. Uh, so, you know, uh, you know, it's a shame that um, they have to use uh, the kid as leverage uh, and as hostage to get this done. Um, but, uh, yes, that's, that's my view on that. Thanks. You know, the sad thing is, is that when you spend that kind of money, you're supposed to get a lot of different types of returns. And when you spend $25 billion on something, people should benefit other than just looking at some walls. You know, there are ways where you could spend that kind of money on on infrastructure, and after you finish, we have some good roads and bridges. There are ways that you can invest that kind of money on the um, on inmates so that fewer of them would uh, go back and get in trouble and have skills. 
uh, there needs to be more than one way of benefiting from a wall. We need to be very careful about how we spend our money and just don't let money be sitting in the desert that people are going to be able to overcome anyway. Uh, Andre, when you put a wall up, all you have done is given people a different way to reason how to get across it. And it is not going to be a permanent way to keep people out. So that money could very well be spent in another way that gives us a higher uh, return on investment. Uh, yes, wonderful Wednesday to everyone. And I joined late, um, James, so I'm not quite sure what your um, the topic is and, and if it's any news or data that, that um, provoked this conversation today. Well, but I, just, I do agree. Go ahead. I was going to say that I do agree that a wall is truly a divider. Uh, it's not a solution for anything because, again, the, the wall will have an ending point at some point or another, and even if it doesn't, uh, again, if you're in danger enough or if you fear enough, uh, by any means necessary, you'll find a way um, around it. So I do say that. But what I had thought about today was any time that you called on me today, I was just going to do positive. So I don't know how many more times you may call on me, but I just want to pause today and uh I do want to say thank you to the Lord for allowing people to at least have an understanding of some of the issues that we face with. And while some people may just understand them at uh, the surface level, there are some that understand it at a deeper level. And I do know that uh, more and more people are being drawn to God and, and knowing that we have to trust and believe him. And I do ask him to continue to give us strength to, to guide us and, and give us the right um, actions and the right words to say and uh, be used as his vessel for his purpose. And for that, we thank uh, his son, who's our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, Andre, we know we are called to be not a part of the world, but we have to, to implement our beliefs and our thoughts uh, that deal with how we want our world to exist. Uh, it is because of the cries of Christian people and others that has gotten uh, the president to do what he should have did a long time ago. And, and stop taking these children uh, from their parents and recognize that we just play a role in making the world better by giving people uh, an opportunity. A lot of these people, when they, you know, one of the things I hate about uh, people who lie in my face is because some of the time they believe that I don't have the ability uh, to think for myself. And God requires us to think for ourselves. That's why he tells us to read the Bible for ourselves and come to our own conclusions. And what I mean by that is this. Most of the individuals who come to this country come and get the jobs that other people don't want. They're not coming here and getting the jobs that are the mainstay of our, our existence. And I thank them for being willing to come get the work 
that others don't want to feel, and they are able to do that and raise their children and educate their children so that next generation does not have to do those jobs that they are not doing. So a lot of times I just hate the fact that people try to suggest that we are unemployed or our Americans are unemployed because other people are coming in and getting jobs that are replacing them because they're willing to do it at a lower price. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. We have now uh, a different type of individuals who are looking for work. And they're looking for work that are going to give them lasting pay and lasting opportunity. A lot of the other jobs that are an opportunity uh, to have a a different kind of lifestyle. A lot of the people who are coming to this country are taking the jobs in the sun that we don't want and that are keeping prices low related to fruit and other items and some of industries. So we need to be real about that and stop trying to blame these immigrants for taking jobs that most Americans would not take even if they were given the opportunity. Oh, so, uh, Joyce, we have to be real. When we listen to what people say out of the Donald Trump administration, we have to be smart enough to decipher through the stuff that don't make any sense. We know good and well that those kids are not being kept in a place where normal kids would want to spend their summer camp. But yet those uh, uh, and some of his administration use those terms thinking that we're not smart enough to recognize that that's not where those kids are. Good afternoon, everybody. And that's why everything has backfired on, on every last one of them. Because now Trump has left them out there to hang because now he has just signed um, where they are to uh, maintain with their with their parents, the kids with their parents. So for the ones who are so ugly outspoken, particularly the the representative who who marked the Down syndrome kid yesterday, it, it's just un, unspeakable. But now um, the people have spoken. He realized he had to backtrack a little bit because he's not as powerful as he thinks he is, and everybody's not going to go along with what he said. It looks pretty bad because what what is happened to what has happened lately is that the United States is appearing to be no worse than the third world countries where this is what we'd be fighting for for them not to do. And I've done it that not only have we done it, we've taken it up to a a additional level whereas in those other third world countries, at least the parents get to keep their kids. But in our situation, we're going to have a lot of kids that will not ever be able to reconnect with their, with their parents because they say that the situation is so bad now that a, a lot of they don't know where the kids are uh, they're supposed to be connecting. Some of the kids, they don't know as far as placement what has happened to them. So, you know, this is ridiculous. Uh, I Can can you imagine what this is going to do to kids mentally? I mean, a lot, a lot of these kids are going to be scarred for life. 
And this guy, he is ridiculous. But, you know, I'm just so glad that now I think America is is beginning, at least some of the smart ones, they're getting sick of them. But you still got a lot of, a lot of them out there and some of the backlash and some of the talk that they are saying, uh, they're worse than Trump. Um, our country is, is really in war with each other, really, right and wrong. That's where we are. Uh, D, it is hard to believe uh, that we have some of this insanity being spoken out front. And uh, without any, um, res- no, no conscience of what people are saying, when you mock uh, children and you uh, suggest that where these kids are is like summer camp, you have no reality uh, to what is being done or what you're willing to say to dismiss Americans. I just can't even believe that by now we haven't had some people go into these places. Uh, I, I just don't believe. I didn't know we lived in a country where the government could have a place, a physical place where children and other people are being held and keep the general public from knowing the exact situation a standards at which these people are being kept. Well, James, I, I promise to uh, get to your point. Uh, but first, I want to thank Ms. Audrey. Uh, I want to thank Ms. Joyce to, uh, for being a part of this group. And and, and my point in, in, in saying that, you know, uh, I want to thank God for being the orchestrator of our lives here on this planet. Because uh, if it if it had not been for God placing placing women in our lives, us men would would have destroyed each other a long time ago. I really do believe that. Um, and this case in point is uh, is is kind of uh, prevalent to this issue that that we're seeing right now. Um, you know when, when Pastor Smith uh, said a few months ago that you have to let God work this thing out as opposed to um, being up in arms and being retaliatory uh, because our point of view wasn't heard, then, well, God has a way of working this thing out. Because what what has happened it reminds me of Black Sunday uh, on the Selman Bridge when uh, white America seemed to be uh, ob- oblivious to what was going on with black Americans, uh, uh, Negro Americans at that time, uh, how we was being mistreated. They seemed impervious to what really was going on and didn't really care until Black Sunday on the bridge in Selma, Alabama, when it was televised how uh, people was pushed around on on the bridge and and women and, and everybody was stampeded. Then... The horror of that day really is what got all the rest of white America involved with some kind of empathy uh, to that cause. The same thing is happening here. You know, had it not been for this issue with the kids, um, and and to your point, James, when you talk about these concentration camps being brought up again in this world and in this this time, there ain't a number of angry white men doing that. You see, angry white men are doing that. 
But Amen. had it not been for the had it not been for the children being the victim of that, now the women, the same women now, the same white women that was on the bandwagon with the Trump agenda, have no have no other where to go, have no other place to go, but to a moral standard of what's right and what's wrong, because you know the innocence of children are at play here. You know, uh, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders was trying to give a statement to the press, I think it was yesterday, and the press would not let her off the hook to bring up bringing up the fact that she's a mother too. Come on, Sarah, you're a mother too now. You you mean to tell me that you don't feel something about these kids? And so and, and surely at that time she she started to stammer over, over herself and, and things of that sort. But, um, you know, you know we – for the lack of a better term, this is not what we needed. I mean, we don't need horror uh, in in such a way. But this is the beginning of a new reckoning, I do believe. Uh, the house is on fire. And um, and so um, surely they're going to try to spin stuff and blame everybody else except where the blame should go. But uh, just stay tuned. And like Miss Audrey used to always say, don't get distracted. Stay to the cause. Thank you. Reverend Smith, um, it looks as though the church is now ready to to, to participate, and they're getting ready to throw uh, sessions out of the church because they're saying they're not going to allow the um, Trump administration to use the Bible fairly and use the scriptures uh, to try to justify their behavior. And it, it, it sounds so nice that they put him on record as just saying that he was going to be expelled from the church and that uh, many churches are now coming out and suggesting that this is improper behavior. Good evening to everyone. Um, good evening to D and to Joyce. And good to you, Jane. But, you know, it's... I don't believe the church is going to do anything, truly. I don't have that much faith in the church itself. I have faith in God. We are the church. We are the church. And the thing that's really killing me is when I sit here and I look at those children and I hear those babies crying like they're crying. And any man, especially those sitting up there in Congress, the House and the Senate, the White House and wherever they may be. And that is not tearing at their hearts. And and Dee was so right. That's the angry white man. White men want to make make sure that they maintain control of everyone. They feel themselves slowly but surely losing control. And they are upset. They don't care. But I, I just can't see like that gentleman that was on um, the television yesterday when Corey Lawandowski uh, marked that uh, that Down syndrome child. That man was ready to punch. If he had been close to me, to knock him out, I know he would have. And and James, I'm not I'm not looking for the church uh, the, the 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 church as we know it today. No, I'm not looking for them to excommunicate. Uh, um, session. You know why? Because they are afraid 
that if they excommunicate session, then the Justice Department will come down on their 501c3. Okay? So they have to be very cautious because up there underneath and behind the scenes, behind the corners and behind the everything else, they still got control. They think they got total control, but they only are being allowed to do certain things by God. God is allowing them. And please, y'all, keep that in mind. God is allowing these things to happen to see just where our hearts are. He already know what we're going to do. But he's, he's, he's waiting to see, are you really my child? Are you really my child at all? And then that's when you stand before him, you're going to, he's going to say, I don't know you. I don't know you. You didn't stand up when they was battering those children. You didn't stand up when the widows and the poor was in trouble. You didn't stand up when they were thirsty or hungry. So, you know, it's, it's sad. It's sad. But everything that's covered shall be uncovered. And it's all coming to fruition. But it's all going to be when God get ready. Because we deserve everything we're getting. I hate to say it, but we deserve everything we are getting. Because of the way I don't like it for the children. But because of what others are suffering, the children have to suffer. And that hurts. But you know God. It's a mystery to how God works. It's his place. It's his universe. And whatever he chooses to do, not our will, but his will be done. And, Joyce, since you're on the line, I don't know how many other ladies on the line, but, James, can I take one minute to change just one second with this uh, thing? Okay, go I ahead. I want to ask Joyce, ahead, Joyce, and the other, Joyce and the other ladies to one question, please, because you are my black sisters, and I love you all to death. But I am so sick and tired. When I go to the grocery store, now I've joined the gym, and I go to the gym. I go to the church, I wherever. And I'm an old country boy, and I love to say good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or whatever. I love to smile. I like to. I like to just just see my sisters and just admire them, but not for any other reason. There's no no illegal. Uh, I mean, immoral reasons, even thoughts in my head. But I can speak to all of the other white, Latino, Asian, and everybody. But when I speak to a sister, she look at me like I'm crazy. Mm. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why sisters don't. That's not. I'm not the only one feel that way. But what is it about us as a sister and, and that want? That it's, it's, I know they've been treated badly. But why can't we, a dog is do a good morning and a good evening to the ladies. That's all. Well, you, you you know, that's surprising. I'm really shocked to hear that because more than likely a, a sister may be shocked to hear it. But I'm sure she have a beautiful smile on her face to be well perceived because most of the time, and it used to be particularly when I was in the workplace, you see a brother and you see a brother and particularly if he is with a with, with a, another person other than a, a, a sister, 
he'll look down at his feet before he he won't even speak to you. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I, yeah. I, you know what? Listen, you know what I'm saying too, and you you know, I know how exactly what you're saying. I know. So I, know. I, I guess you you might want to you know we we have our little niche and tits, and so do you guys too. So now you know uh, I'm assuming they might be shocked to to hear a brother say something or give a compliment to you, you know, and everything. Maybe they have to get over the shock value first. But to me, if I, when I see a brother, particularly if they, they acknowledge, they acknowledge me, and it's a beautiful thing, hi, sister, hi, brother, whatever, hello, or whatever. It's just a beautiful thing. And and don't stop doing it, you know. Uh, I, some of us just really need to feel good about who we are, and that's, that's about being that queen. You know what I mean? Being that queen, exactly. and you know, exactly. uh, and that's what that's what we got to start instilling and making sure that that's how we perceive ourselves. But you know, exactly. when I used to see a brother look down at his feet when he was with a white chicken and he approached me, I make him. Oh yeah. Man, how you doing, yeah. brother? Huh? You know what yeah. I mean? Hey, <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, 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 I make him yeah. to, to me. You know, and he have yeah. to give me that look because I, I, I dare you. Who do you think you are? But you know how you yeah. guys used to do. Yeah. So that's you know yeah. that's the, don't be don't be blaming it all on the sister because you brothers was cutting up, acting up. Okay. <laughs> now, now I do know I, I do take know over Andre, take over Andre. Some of the brothers <laughs> did do that, but I have always been a country boy who loved to. I'm, I'm just mm-hmm. a I'm just a bubbly person. Who love to? I love my sisters. I'm crazy. I don't want no white woman around me, okay? But I love my sisters. But and I'm gonna always speak and say hello and give them compliments. I have no other thoughts in my head. I just love to see them because they in the in the, the ugly. The, it ain't no ugly sister to me. Amen. Amen. It's not. No, be, it's really not. It it is exactly they, right. It, I, you're exactly right, Rev, and, and 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 I think James can vouch for these sisters that's on the line right now. <laughs> How we we would uh, agree with you 100%, and I think Joyce is 100% right. Uh, in most cases, if you were to meet either one of us, in most cases we would probably beat you greeting us and we will have the same sentiment anytime we see any one of our culture it's it's always a of showing pride and just being glad Amen. of who you are and Amen. and no matter you know Amen. whether you're single married or whatever it's our way of acknowledging each other but i would say in addition to what joy said which was very valuable it may be a shock and uh, also, I think some of our sisters have been just hurt so much, and they're just so downtrodden that uh, it will take uh, you being um, consistent. And, and like she said, don't give up and don't stop. That's for sure, because you yourself know that love always overcome every everything. Yeah. So no matter yeah. whatever that sister may be going through, the Lord may be just using you to show his light. So no matter what, you may not necessarily receive um, that she smiled or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. unbeknownst to us, and it may be part of God's plan for her to reflect back on that during the day and have a positive light because of the fact that you did smile or the fact that you did speak. So I thank you for that on behalf of all the sisters that you see that don't speak to you. Let me say right now, thank you. God bless you, my sister. 
but I love my sisters most of all. I respect you all to the utmost. And just because I spoke to you and you didn't speak, I can't come and say something because I don't think you understood where I was coming from. Oh, I didn't see you speak. That wasn't true because you were looking right at me. But the thing of it is, when I finished talking with her, we was laughing and talking, and I walked away, you know. So maybe what Joyce and, and those were talking about is correct. We have to explain to our sisters, look, we're not trying to get you in a bed or you out or anything. We want to let you know we do really, regardless of what they keep trying to tell you on television and other places, we do admire you. We honestly do, Joyce and, 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 and whoever else is on the line right now. We do, as brothers. We, I know I do. I, I thank the world of you all. I thank you the greatest thing since sliced bread. You know, so I, I just wanted to bring that out because it, it bothered me. It's been bothering me for years, and I never talked to nobody about it. <laughs> but I know that this is well, a venue that we can talk about anything. And today it got me, so I said, I got to bring it up to the group. You know, so, and I did. Well, so let now, me just tell you, yeah. let me just tell you that um, in terms of Andre and uh, Joyce, uh, they are not what you would call the norm. Uh, because they got such bubbly personalities, and and oh, I, uh, I have been I personally saw them, and Audrey will run her mouth with anybody, and and it, it and I have told her <laughs> in the past she need to be careful. So you know, some people uh you know talk to people who they need to be a little leery of, uh, but she got such yeah. a great spirit, and Joyce has such an exciting spirit too that she just. She just lights up the room when she's there. But we have to learn how to uh, encourage everybody. And, D, you know it to be true, too. Uh, a lot of women just are are not receptive because of the stereotypes uh, they think are, are real related to African-American men. Well, you know, I can really enjoy the topic of the conversation the way it turned uh, because these are just some of the things that we just really need to address. Um, you know, and the, the last thing that you just said to me, James, that we have to learn too, and I think that's, that's a vital point. Um, you know, we have to learn to communicate with our sisters and brothers, especially the, the newer generation, because we have to also – come to the realization that there's, for, for the past 30 years, y'all, somebody, have mercy. For the past 30 years, there's been a disconnect. A disconnect. So they have no idea what it is that you're talking about, Pastor Smith, because there's mm-hmm. been a disconnect lovingly and with poise. Very important. We have to know who it is that we're approaching because, look, this disconnect, they've been They've been abused by the thug life mentality for too long, right? See, thug life has nothing, has, don't have any idea what love is. Amen. You know, look at the album covers. Back in back in our day, uh, the album were all about relationships and love. Yes, it They haven't had that. So, if you want to reconnect with them and let them and reestablish the fact that black is back. 
we got to help them along to to to, to reestablish that. No, we ain't worried about what 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 the other folks are doing no more. We know we we know what they do. To yeah. All right. Our our business is, is to reestablish that black kids back. And so in doing so, now let, let me tell you this real quick where I'm gonna be today. All right. I'm a delivery driver and today I do, I um I delivered a package to a female and and more and whole I found out that she had a female partner, black black couple. All right. And most of my conversation out of due respect for the for the person role went to the the the, the alpha female, if you will. All right? And the point is, I don't care what you're doing, you know, in life. At least y'all together. Okay? And right. y'all are helping one another out. You all are helping one another out. I can appreciate that. Both of y'all my black sisters. First of all, y'all black. And so y'all together, y'all against the world, and the odds are against all of y'all. Okay? If the odds are against all of y'all, I'm with you. And so I'm giving you know that. And I blew the alpha mind. I blew her mind because I gave the, her the respect that she wasn't expecting from a man. See, that's mm-hmm. the game we play. That's the game we play, adults. We have to play the adult game. We are, we are the adults. We are the ones that have been through the hell and back. And so, and, and, and we, we flourish from hell and back. We know how to bounce back. We got to show them how to bounce back. And that's the whole. That's our new mission. So, so yes, Pastor Smith, you're on the right track. But you got to be sure to use toys and grace in everything you do when you're dealing with young folks. Thank you. Always do, my brother. And, Thank um, you, brother. and Reverend Always. Smith, let me just share with you. I made an observation the other day when I was when I was outside. Uh, I was doing some errands the other day. I made an observation. I was at Seven Eleven and. And uh, a couple were walking up at the same time a single gentleman was walking up. And he opened the door for the couple, and the man walked through first. You know, and I said, and I said now listen, this is this man opening this door, and you ain't even got the decency to let your woman yeah. walk in before you walk in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and, and so there's so many people who are just not aware of common courtesy. And a right. lot of people don't even understand how much joy you can get from being a special man. See, I, right. I enjoy doing things other people don't do. I enjoy looking yeah. for opportunities to, to put a smile on somebody's face and not have an alternative Tell reason it, for doing it. But I just want I want people to understand and know, and all you men out there here, I like women to know that when they pass up, on me, they pass up on the opportunity to be treated differently than they'd ever be treated. Go ahead, on, Go ahead. I, I like looking for stuff to do that other people won't do. Go ahead, my brother. You see what I'm saying? I, I don't give out flowers no more, Reverend, because that's old. That's a little too old school for me. So I be going around too, looking yeah. for businesses that are doing new stuff and uh, and uh-huh. things that people wouldn't expect. Because that's what, you know, it's not, and, and I don't necessarily do it uh, for people who I'm seriously involved with. I do it for people who don't expect to me have it done. And so uh-huh. they know uh, that even if they with somebody else, they better hope that he come up to another level. Because he ain't, he, you know, they, uh, he, they'll be disappointed every time they give him something. He give them something because they say, wow, James would have did better than that. 
Yeah, yeah. I hear your brother. Go ahead. <laughs> so you know, we we got to show them that there's a class, there's a different class of guy out there because they used to seeing those those guys who just don't know and just don't understand. You know, I mean, I had to think. You know, I think about it too because there are a lot of different things these men aren't taught. You know, like they're supposed to be they walk with women on the the street side, the woman on the inside. You know, I mean, those are things that. Uh, I heard from different people. I didn't, you know, I didn't pick up in a book. But you know, we need to be teaching our young men these kind of stuff. Yeah, and so do. they learn to know and appreciate. When you treat a woman good, you're treating your mama good. Exactly. That's what I'm talking. Amen, about. James. Amen. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, you gotta, you know, and, and that's what my mama used to always tell me. Always remember, you have a mother and you have a sister. How would you want them to be treated? And I've done that all of my life. I've treated women with the utmost respect. Here I am at my age, and I have never, ever, I mean, even on a playing motion, I have never raised my hand to a woman. Raise my voice? Yes. Hand or any other item or anything of that nature? No. Because to me, I, that's, I'm looking dead at my mother and my sister. And then if I want if I want respect, I got to give respect. And that's what I try to tell a lot of young girls also. I said, you're asking for something that you're not giving. You want to be respected also. And I thought, I know that Joyce and those can speak better to this than I can. But if you want to be respected in your life, you need to be, you need to respect yourself. Be respectful. Carry yourself in a manner that you can be respected, dress appropriately, walk and talk appropriately. You know, I mean, there's a time and a place for everything. We all get to the, I'm one of the craziest jokers you ever want to be around when I'm, when I'm not, because I, I, wasn't, I wasn't born with Christ on me all the time. I know I was born into this world, but I was born a sinner. But I was, I was pure hell out there. But I've always been respectful to women. I never always felt that way. And women need to be respectful of the men and to themselves. If I'm wrong, ladies, please correct me. But that's the way I look at things, and I want that to be an even playing field. A man is not supposed to be above or below. A woman is not supposed to be above or below. We are equal on equal terms. God made the man the head of the household and the head that he's to be for protector of that woman. There's an order to God's will. The God, man, woman, the family, and everything else that goes on behind that. But we are all that in a bag of chips because we're not. We're still equal to each other. And that's the way I like for it. That's what sometimes it's hard to do that because it doesn't fall into that. A lot of people don't seem to understand or let themselves fall into that category. So what I've learned to do in my age and time is I've learned to say, okay, I can't deal with you, and I walk away. I don't have time to raise no children. My youngest child is 44 years old. So you walk away from the situation. You don't have to get upset with them. You still love them to death because they are sisters, and you treat them accordingly. You don't get there and try to run them down because you couldn't get along with them. 
but most I've seen men do that. Oh, does she wasn't this and she was and women do the same thing. They wasn't that. Just because you couldn't get along, hey, I, okay, we we just not compatible. You go your way, I go mine, but we're still the best of friends. That's the way it is. Well, I ladies, am I right or wrong? Uh, Audrey and Joyce both have raised some um, magnificent young men. So, uh, Joyce, you want to talk about how you raised your son to be respectful of uh, women? Well, the uh, only thing that I got to say that I always like uh, what uh, Denzel Washington indicated. You know, you, you, you treat a person and you treat special you know, I've always taught my son never mistreat a female because that's somebody's child, you know, somebody's daughter. And you, you want that respect because you, that person represents a part of you too, you see. When you got someone next to you and on, on your arm, that that's a part of you. That's who you are all about, the utmost respect. And it got a lot to do with training. And you, you practice what you, what you preach. Denzel Washington said it best when he said that he set his sons down and told his sons that, you know, when you when you choose a person, uh, you choose something in the image of what your mom is all about. And you, you, you learn from the way that I treated your mom. So my dad and my mom has always been a loving couple. I remember when my husband uh, married me, uh, the preacher, Reverend Brown, indicated that, uh, well, my you know, he says that right now she's a 16-ounce, and as, as you grow along, she might become a 32-ounce. So when she becomes a 64-ounce, you want to love her the same. But my dad had always Amen. said that. He told my husband that I've never hit your mom. I, I never hit her mom or disrespect her mom. And when you two get so that you can't get along together, just send her on back home to me. See, my dad is a southern man. He's from the south, and that's what he told my husband. And, uh, you know, that's just who we are, and that's, the, that's our makeup. That's what, what what we was all about. And we yeah. passed those things along to our sons, too, as to how to treat a person with the respect and dignity. And um, that person is always going to be a part of you that you got on the side of you. So when you disrespect that person, you're definitely disrespecting yourself. Amen. That's a good analogy. Good analogy. And Andre, how important is it, son, be uh, an upstanding gentleman? Well, along with what Joy said, um, the thing of it is, I put the expectation out there. Is is that is what my expectation? I expect nothing less because not only is it a represent representation of yourself, it's a representation of me. And it's a representation of our family. And first of all, it's just that's just not tolerated. You know, you just you you don't do that. You just don't do it. And again, you put the expectation out there. And, and I think a lot of times our children um, want to please uh, their parents. And uh, when you you put a just just like when you at work, you work towards a goal. So the goal is to meet the expectation. And, and my expectation is to make sure that we treat each other as knowing that we are God's gift. And if that's not the Amen. person for you, then that's not the person for you. You go and find something, but don't you mistreat that person. Don't do that. Don't do that. Thank you. Thank you. you know, I, I have to just, just be honest. The other day I heard that one in 
every four women uh, have experienced uh, domestic violence and uh, mental violence by people just talking any kind of way. And one of the things that's important to me as a man is is that I don't use profanity, and I try uh, when I do. Uh, it is uh, not often at all, if at all. But I don't use it against a woman at any fashion. And I certainly don't put my hands on a woman like you talked about, Reverend Smith. I just think it is awful uh, that you do that. And that uh, was taught to me by my mother, again, telling me that, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, you women are not your children. And uh, so, therefore, you don't uh, uh, use the rod, so to speak, with them because they're not your children. And so we have to just be mindful and again, there needs to be some kind of programs that we need to help these young men understand how to create to appreciate women. When I was at the jail, I would talk to to the inmates, and I'd tell them, "You better you better be careful about uh, how you treat women because because you believe they're the weaker vessel." And the last thing I want is to be sleeping next to somebody I mistreated or be victimized by somebody I mistreated. Because, you know, you you believe you think you think they can't get back at you. They got something for you now. Every man don't walk away from victimizing these women. And I just, uh, no, you know, they've been they learned it better keep their hands to themselves. Because, uh, you know, when you hear about them, when them women burning up them beds with the men in it, and uh, Al Green, oh. how do we still remember Al Green? He ain't the only one got no hot grease thrown on him or hot uh, grits thrown on him. So you better learn to leave them ladies alone because uh, the weaker vessels will find a way to get at you if you mistreat them. So we just need to learn how to, to interact uh, together and work together in a positive fashion and recognize that we need each other. Black men and women need each other, and that's what we need to be working toward is appreciating each other and treating each other with kindness. Uh, I gotta go. Yes, sir. Right. You know, um, yes, sir. Um, but you know, real quick, you know, uh, that's that's one of the programs that could be instituted uh, with that twenty-five billion dollars that uh, be seeing you on the doorway, on the wall, on an imaginary wall, or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Miss Sherry used to always talk about how uh, churches have vacant facilities that that not being utilized. And uh, you know, and with Pastor Smith, like he said, you know, I'm kind of losing it with churches because they they're not their head is not in the right place. Uh, they're not bringing up the, the issues that that it would take to bring us back to one unified uh, mindset. And then you know, once we begin to love each other again, then surely we will we will find ways and meet and need to find to love everybody. But we, uh, you know, sometimes in life, in, in this life, we have to be helped to uh, and, and steered in the right direction. And that's those are my final thoughts. Yeah, you know, we have to be mindful of the fact that we have to look to be better than we are. And I just really believe that we need a program in our schools and in our churches to help our kids to be more humane and more thoughtful about the human experience. We are hurting and killing too many people across the country 
because we're not respecting what life truly is, and we got to do better. Uh, I'm going to uh, take a break, and then we'll come back and uh, allow everyone an opportunity to say their final words. So, what do you want to do? I'm here, baby. I'm ready, baby. I'm waiting on you. Believe me. I am patiently waiting.
this woman. I am this woman that has set the expectations of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman that does not use the traditional roadmap to a given place, but create my own destination. I am this woman that maintained her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those yet to dream to greatness. I am the mother of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. I am this woman that ascends the expectation of the world to take my rightful place among the stars. The woman who does not use the traditional roadmaps to a given place, but creates my own destination. I am this woman that maintains her intrinsic beauty in ways not determined by others' thoughts, but by my own sense of uniqueness, my own desire of sexiness and allure. I am this woman designed by my creator to scale the height of the unbounded, allowing my talents to be seen by the masses while inspiring those to dream. I am the woman of the world, deserving the respect of all that walk under the gravity of the earth, igniting the love that exists in all men, while being the birthplace of the future. I am this woman. This is James T. Deshay, the host of Talk, Love, and Reflection, brought to you seven days a week. Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, and Sunday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. We're here so that your voice can be heard loud and clear. So call in at 657-383-0309 because we want you to be part of the solution and not part of the problem. Andre, uh, what is your final thoughts for this evening? I'm so happy we talked on a topic tonight that really uh, corresponds with your your title of your book and in this um, show, Love, Thoughts, and Reflections. So uh, I'm I'm thankful for that, and I also give thanks to to God for being in control of everything. And then, of course, I am so thankful for the heritage in which we have as a black people. Uh, we truly are a part of a royal priesthood, and we come from kings and queens. Well, always know that you are always allowed to change the direction and the topic that we're talking about. Use your heart and your mind to direct you and know that I will give you that opportunity uh, to uh, intervene when necessary. Uh, Joyce, what is your final thought this evening? Are you there, Joyce? 
Yes, I agree with everything that Audre said. I'm sorry, I had my phone on mute. And I'm just so thankful for all the beautiful people that you guys allow me and give me the opportunity to speak freely and and don't think and judge me as being a militant person. But I just look at things in an open point of view and just I've always been a person that to express myself and just tell you what I think and what's on my mind. And I appreciate everyone for allowing me to, to do that. Uh, this show has helped me to grow. This show has uh, taught me to have an open mind about situations, and it has been a learning experience, experience and uh, learn, learning of all the different type of knowledge that I have accumulated with all the different experiences of people uh, uh, expressing themselves. Uh, we don't realize that when we do communicate, that's a form of teaching also. So thank you guys so much for uh, uh, allowing me to stretch and my, my knowledge and the world around me and what is going on in the world. I love you guys. Thank you. Uh, George, just know that you're one of the true bright, bright stars on our show, uh, that it just brings us joy when you keep it real. So you keep on doing what you're doing, because as far as we're concerned, it is one of the lights that uh, shine bright on this show. And I just want to thank everyone for their continued support. And I want you guys who are out there listening, uh, call in and, and give us your thoughts and your opinions. Uh, we want uh, people to call in and make this show an opportunity to, uh, to get some things off their chest and recognize that we're in this thing together and we really truly need each other. So, guys, just understand we're here for you and we want to uh, use this show as a platform to change the direction of our country. Take care, everybody, and I'll see you tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Thoughts, Love, and Reflection. help your children and don't let them fall by the side of the road.
thankful. 